Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this is Eric Castillo here uh, from We Switch Podcast and Infinite Talks Podcast. I'm here with one of the local Laredo uh, homies that I've been uh, following for a while, quite a while. His name is Victor Sweet from El Santo Baby Records. He's been doing a lot of action in his personal life and also with his brand. I'm really uh, glad to be able to interview him today. So thank you to, so much for Victor, Victor Sweet, a.k.a. Victor Cardenas, right? Yeah, that's my name, full name, real, real, yeah, real so, name. Uh, shout outs to Victor for uh, making time for today for this interview. It's really, really cool that I'm able to interview him today because I've been trying to get him on an interview and I know yeah. he's been interested in an interview for the podcast for a while back. But I mean, with all these changes and the, and the corona coming in, it kind of messed all our schedules up. So, but now I'm, I'm able to inter interview him today. So looking forward to today's interview. Like I mentioned to, to uh, Victor, uh, what we're trying to do this season on, on We The Switch podcast is that we're we're gonna talk about control, and uh, we're gonna that's the main theme of this of this season. And we're gonna do eight episodes on that that target different areas of our lives. So, uh, and that's what we, we do for we the switch. We try to come up with ideas, and and we look into like uh, things that are happening in our world, and we try to bring some information that might be helpful for the listeners. You know that like on how they can switch it up in their lives. So that's that's what we're going to do for we to switch this season and it's going to be eight late eight episodes uh, that's going to be produced by happy oscar happy oscar is a my co-host and he's a great producer for putting things together and it's one of the guys that motivated me to be doing the podcast a little bit more than than before like because he was the first one to interview me back like in 2018 i think it was 20 yeah 2018. so it's been an amazing uh, run that we've been doing and, and we're going to switch it up again so that's why i wanted to interview victor because I wanted to, or can I call you Victor Sweet? Victor, what do you want me to call you, man? Just Vic? Call me Vic, bro. I mean, Vic. My homies call me Vic. Some people right, call Vic. me Switch. Call me Vic, Vic, Victor, whatever. You can call me just Vic, Victor, whatever. I think Vic rolls easier. <laughs> yeah, Vic. That's my, my, my name. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to interview Vic also because on my personal podcast, is Infinite Talks, I like to talk about all kinds of things also. But I, I, go, I go deep into like philosophy. I go deep into like uh, uh, mind state. I go into the stories of the people that I talk to. And, and for the most part, if you listen to Infinite Talks and you go way back to the first start, the first things that I talk about is my point of view on things that I've done. So like I read a book and I'm like, I do my background on the book or I saw a movie or I have, I saw news and I go off of that. You know, like I, I kind of discuss what's being being processed by my mind and then uh, the listeners might get a like a good point of view or you know what they might not agree or they might agree with me so i just uh shoot out for my philosophy as well so yeah so thanks for coming on bro thank you so much for for making time for me today man um first of all just uh i'm i'm very very freaking uh, you have a badass car dude <laughs> this guy freaking link it so uh, when I saw that on the video last time, on one of your videos, I'm like, dude, I've, I've always wanted a Lincoln, bro. Always. Like, I remember, like, being a little kid and loving the Lincoln ride. I mean, I never, we never had a Lincoln, though, but we had a car that's similar to that. But I imagine the Lincoln was like that. I would think we had a, uh, had a Cutlass. ¿Cómo se llaman esos carros? The, the Caprice, something like that. And we had a Caprice. But it wasn't Caprice. ours. We had, it wasn't uh -huh. ours. I was able to drive that car and then my dad uh -huh. bought a buick like a 78 it was a long car dude dope too shit buick 
Yeah. Hey, dude. So, yeah, man. So we're, we're going to talk about today about you, man. And, and um, so what's up with, with like, uh, all this El Santo Baby Records, man? That is, like, you have it on your shirt, man. It's yeah, like this, a, this is just uh, my neighborhood, bro. I mean, for, I had, can I swear on this, though? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, you can just be yourself. But, but yeah, it's my, this is my neighborhood, and I just kind of evolved it into a lifestyle, I guess you could say. Yeah. Since we was in elementary, high school, middle school, you know, it was, it was usually, it was all divided into, like, gangs and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's still kind of unified in the way of the neighborhood, you know, how we were all from the same neighborhood. There's people from other neighborhoods, people from the Chacon, you know, the people, the Chaconeros, the people from, you know, from the West Side, Cuatro, Tonto, and La Ladria, and stuff like that. But uh, people from the Santo, you know, we have a sense of pride. Mm -hmm. like, you, I mean, if you're from Laredo, you know what happens in this neighborhood. You know, you, people know, they make memes of this neighborhood. You feel me? Like, they make memes of this neighborhood and how ghetto it is or whatever they, whatever they want to say. Yeah. But I mean, I took that and I took it with pride. You know, you know, I'm on. We're gonna own this. You know, we're gonna say. We're gonna put it up. Yeah, we're gonna put. We're gonna put it on a hat. You know, I I got this the idea for the hat when I first time I saw the movie. Um, the one of the the NWA one. Oh yeah, yeah, the NWA movie. The the yeah NWA. The without that movie, I saw you know when they had the Compton hat with the holding letters, and I was like. Man, I'm gonna put Santo Nino on my on a on a snapback with in, just on old English letters, and my homie's like, "Hey, what's it? How is that chacon madre? Who you like? What the? Everybody wants that ass. It's hot. So, like, I just I, I made a I made the original one, the first one, and then it's, this is the this is the second one that I ever made for myself. Right. I just make it for myself, you know. And then my homie wants one out, so I'll put some offers. You just go to Lids and, and make and tell them to make it for you, pero you know. Eventually, if I ever have type of money, you know, I'll try to build it into a brand where I can just sell it myself. For sure, so, man. I think that's the idea that you're carrying over, man. I love that because I watch a lot of things that you do, and you're like always grinding on your on your craft. I know that you're also a chef, and you 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 do that as well. So you're like working on both uh, the music and then the the grind as a chef. And uh, I was uh, I think I started following you back in 2019, early 2019 when or even might have been the late 2018 and the reason i started following you is because you had a show on one of the downtown area joints or i don't know where but you had a show and i didn't go but i, I was able to see like the headlines that people were performing and i started following you like i want to see what's up with Victor sweet because i like to catch up with like the the local acts and and know what's going on locally with the hip-hop game and just rock in general like music in general as I started following you, like not, not not so long after that, you went to New York, NYC, right? I remember, and that was kind of crazy. I was like, oh, this guy's going to like I don't know where you were living, but you were like living close to the the NYC area, right there in the circle, right? I don't know exactly where you were staying. I was in the, I was exact, I was in to be exactly. I was near Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls, okay. Niagara Falls is in New York State, but it's in like uh, Western New York. Okay. Yeah, New York City was like, maybe like, like New York, the state is pretty small, so it's like you can get there to New York City in like five hours, which I did. We did that trip one time. We stayed there overnight. It was the first time me going to New York City, which was fucking big for me, because that's like, 
you know how a lot of people want to, you know, for the first trip out of state or anywhere they want to, you know, they got a dream, you know, they want to go to some certain place. Yeah. want to go to Paris or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, like, a, like big. me, I've always wanted to go to New York. This is like my biggest dream. Like, Dude. When I came to New York was the number one spot. And he said, man, he's so like, I don't know, it's like a manifestation thing. Like when you think about it so many times, so much time, and then said, that's it. Yeah, see some me, so it's me, some boom, like it all manifested itself in within an instant. You feel me? Even yeah. if you hear the Laredo to go cook over there, it all it was all part of, you know, the God's plan or something. I don't know, the way it all occurred. Yeah. From where I came from, it's a long story, you know, but we have time and we'll get to all of that. But uh, yeah, Dude, that, was, that was that was pretty cool how you uh like I started following your story, like what what the hell is this guy doing in New York? Like all of a sudden, like and then, but you were studying like a uh, chef over there, right? Or you were working as a chef over there or something like that? I was working as kind of like uh, the the chef that I worked for, that I worked for down here in the country club down here in Laredo. He has, he's like, a, he, he, he's been working a lot of places, right? So he has friends, chefs that work over there, over there, this, over there. So he had a, a friend, a friend Niagara Falls, who he get he gets a lot of work, uh, work in the summer. And he, this chef sends like two, three people like to different places. Yeah, and to be one of them, me and my homie Ray, he'd send both of us to Niagara Falls Country Club, and we were out there working. The paid, and we were staying at a. We had a we had a badass crib too. Like it was a <laughs> crib. That was badass. Man, that was a badass summer, right? I'm pretty sure. It was, a, it was a summer, yo. But we were only supposed to stay there for three months, but you know, work was pretty heavy, so we ended up staying there for five five months, and. And then afterwards, they they offered me a job. They wanted me to stay there. They didn't tell the other dude that because he wasn't as good. I mean, I'm not to say he wasn't good, but he just I don't know whatever for whatever reason. They like they like your your work, so they were like, "Hey, yeah. you want to come on board?" Yeah, they like my work ethic, so they wanted me to stay. But also, I had I don't know if you know what in the chef world, you know what a stage is. No, a stage is when you go do like it's kind of like an interview. You go work for free and mm-hmm. you, they they kind of like see how you work and you basically working for free that day and at the end of the day the chef may be he may tell you to okay you want to come on board or you can oh, okay thank you for the help or whatever so i ended up doing a stage at this place in downtown buffalo because buffalo wasn't that far from niagara falls it's like 30 minute drive so in buffalo the you know buffalo new york is a big city yeah, yeah. And then I ended up doing a stage at this place called Teuton. It's a Southern food restaurant. And the chef there, he's best friends with my chef that was from here. And he's fucking cool, man. He was a real cool dude. He was from Louisiana. So he had that Southern mentality, you know, that Southern, he had that, like, the accent. and uh, The Southern comfort. Like. Yeah, you felt so comfortable. When, as soon as I met him, he started talking to me. And he was just, he, he, he was just real uh, cool. Real vibing, like he vibed with you. Yeah, off the bat, he was just real cool and just showing me stuff and telling me how he makes the food and, you know, the chicken and fried chicken and all that, biscuits and all that. That food was great, man. I'm Is that how you learned how to make that dish that you were reciting the other day? No, nah, that's oh, that's something from that I had from here, from uh, that I... That you learned from my, here? My, yeah, my mom used to make that here. Dude, that, 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 that I taught, that I learned from over there. But yeah, it's the, so I did that stodge and, and he was like, was... Uh, I like the way you work, and if you want, you could stay here in New York and Buffalo, and I, I'll start I'll start you off at 14 an hour or whatever, whoop, whoop, whoop. 
And I was like, damn, it's a, it's a big move, you know, if I choose to stay in New York or I'm going to come back home. But at the time, uh, there's a lot of stuff, stuff going up down down here. Like, my homie just got, just got out of prison, and I had, you know, this was going on, this was going on, and I was like, and I was missing my family. I mean, I didn't think I was ever going to get homesick, though. You do get homesick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Once you leave your family and shit. I was like homesick. I mean, just go home and I'll see how And I came home and I was like, nah, I mean, I ended up just taking like a, a month off because I had a lot of money saved. I was working hard. Like, I, was, I had maybe like two days off, max, like sometimes even one day off out the whole week. So I was working and over there you get paid way more than you get paid here. So, you know, like, damn, I'm never, I never, I wasn't expecting getting this much money. So I was like, man, because I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to take the job, which was a good move in my part. Because, I mean, the way things happen right now yeah. and how New York is, like, uh, with you would the, have been with stuck the, in that crazy ass zone right there, that, man. That, like, so, with, the, with the rental property and then like, like trying to get out of contract and, and then the, the job, the job. Yeah, dude. And then it would have been kind of crazy staying there, but man, everything yeah. happens for a reason. And you're back here, you're working on your craft, which is awesome, man. And uh, one, I have a lot of questions, dude. I want to, oh, what, you got it? You got it to work? Come on, I'm scared. I'm gonna just put my phone to charge real quick. Let me get All right, right, go ahead, go ahead, man, go ahead. I don't know why, but iPhones always got the, like a low ass battery all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Get this. My bad. Not sideways. Is that cool? Sure, man. No, doesn't matter. All right. Now it's like full screen, damn, that's pretty cool. I have done this from. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, so, dude, I have a lot of similarities with you. Um, first of all, when I lived in Chicago when I was born, I was born over here and I lived there for like five years, six years, and I was, I was, I moved over here when I was about second grade. And when the first neighborhood that I moved to, it was San Benigno. Hey, I went home. Because, uh, my my cousin and my 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 cousin's family they lived there, and so we stayed there for the like a few months. We were living there for like half a, half a year, I think, when I was a little kid. I remember staying there and walking to Santo Nino, the elementary. We lived on Bollinger, so we would walk back. That's like down that, that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're on the other side, but we lived on right because you live on off of the the no area, right? Yeah, I live but around the same neighborhood. But yeah, that's a that's a whole other thing that I like to say. That, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I would, I would walk to something near and back, man. And we lived there for a half a year, and then we kind of moved out. We actually moved to the west side of town, which is like over there by Farias, and then we eventually moved to Santa Rita, which is where my parents still live to this day. But yeah, so I've been all over Laredo, man, and I think uh, that's one of the similarities that I have. Like, well, that I've, whenever, ever since I moved to Laredo, I was like, I really relate to a lot of people in Santo Nino because I remember when I moved there, it was bad, dude. I remember my my cousin was like, hey, there was a shooting yesterday. Like, people, <clears throat> neighbor got shot. You know, there was people dead in front of his uh, in his street, and it was like a common thing that a lot of people wouldn't talk about because the news and social media didn't exist to that to that extent. 
but people around the neighborhood knew what the hell was going on. So yeah, yeah. So it, it's a tough neighborhood, but I think it's gotten better over the years. I mean, people are starting to like live and and think differently. So for so social media does does that. Um, you know, there's cameras everywhere, so you can't really be doing stuff like back in the day. You know, like the Wild Wild West. So you can just fuck kill somebody and no nobody's gonna say. I mean, and it's not that nobody's gonna say nobody. Nobody's gonna say nothing. Period. But nobody's gonna rat, rat like sixty nine. <laughs> yeah, it's sixty nine. Some sixty nine shit. Like people don't do that over here on this side. I mean, some people do, but I, we're gonna we're gonna name no names like them. <laughs> exactly, bro. Yeah, man. So when I move here, and also another similarity that I wanted to ask you about is uh, when I was young. I saw that you were also, I used to play basketball and I noticed that you played basketball and I think that had a major impact in your life, right? So exactly. talk, about bit before, talk about a little about that, man, like how that basketball and then maybe, have you really check, checked the last dance? Have you really seen the videos on the, uh, the episode? I've, yes, I've been watching, I haven't last seen the last two episodes, but yeah, I've been watching it. So how, how do you feel about like the whole basketball in your life, man? And how did it really switch it up, switch it up on you, man? Was it that basketball has always been a part of my life just because uh, my mom and my dad played basketball. My dad played street ball, and my dad, my mom played basketball for Nixon, and she she won like state uh, like a championship playoffs and shit. She went to playoffs with them. But I got this bit. My older sister, my older sister, she didn't play, but my the the one that's older than me too. After the second oldest, she played ball, and she was varsity four years. You know, she been playing since elementary school. Boom, boom, boom. So. It's it's in the family in the blood, yes, man. it so it was only natural that I was gonna play ball, and I'm like tall too. I'm like six like one, six, right? Six one, six two, six one, six six one, six two on a good day. Six two on a good day. Yeah, polo boots, but yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for basketball, I probably would have been a whole different cat. Really. It would have been because basketball was that balance that keeps me kept kept me. You know, I have to pass my class. I have to, I want to play, so I have to pass this class or I have to go to class or I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get, uh, I don't want them to tell the coaches I'm fucking them. So I have to like be, so I have to behave a certain, certain way. I had to behave, but still, I was still like, you know, on the on the opposite side of the, I was on the opposite side of the fence. So it was like, I was uh, sitting on the fence with the, being a, being a ghetto ass kid. You're balancing both worlds and like, oh man, I really want to play basketball, so I don't want to mess up. But then, I, like, I really want to hang out with the homies and do yeah, exactly. the wilding out. But so it was like a balance every day, right? Struggle, I'm pretty sure. So it was that's what it, basketball did for me. Kind of helped me balance balance it out. Once mm -hmm. I once we started actually when elementary wasn't really didn't really we didn't do much because you just playing like I'm a little kid. I don't really care. And then you hit sixth grade and there's no basketball. You can't play basketball until seventh grade. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm already invested in what I'm doing, like gang within the gang culture or whatever. Yeah, I was doing that. in sixth grade. I was already planning on being a gangbanger since I was in elementary, just because of what I saw as growing up. You know, a little looking up to like to the bigger kids or whatever. Because I didn't have no older brothers. I had two older sisters, but I had no older brothers. So I always looked up to the older kids that were that were around me at the time. So. In middle school, I was like, "Nah, but I'm gonna just, I'm gonna start banging it." And then uh, I couldn't. But the thing about the gang culture in Seattle, I don't know how it was in other other schools. Is that they don't let you join a gang in sixth grade because it's sixth grade, sixth, seventh, and eighth, right? So they don't let you. You're just you're the youngest ones in sixth grade are new. 
So they don't let you join the game sixth grader. You got to be a seventh grader to join the game. What? Which is cool, you know, to be like, a la madre, como these dudes are like, at least they care, you know, they're not going to just bring a little kid in and try to like, hey, lure you to come come join the game. But I was kind of being molded sixth grade, though. I was like already a pew and type shit. But I, would, I didn't get jumped in the game until like seventh grade. Wow, man, that's crazy. Cause like, like you said, they actually took consideration. Like, nah, we're gonna ain't gonna mess with no sixth graders. Exactly. They're green light. Vamos, vengase. That's crazy. Exactly. But I thought, man, I thought when I got to like when I was just eighth grader, I would look at other like, sets, you know. It was like, hey, wait, don't be putting on no sixth graders. Where you know how it is, like. Are older the the ones who were older than us when we were sixth graders? They knew not to do that, so we're not gonna do that same way that they did that. But we let them hang around us, but we told them they couldn't get jumped in until seventh grade if they wanted to, if they actually to do this. But we just, we you know, I, I I got put on in a one on one like when I got jumped in the set because the dude wanted to get out and I wanted to get in. Well, yeah, I get ass. Yeah, and he and he was around the same height as me. We we're kind of both tall and shit. And they're like, I put some one with them one on one kind of stuff. They wanted to see my, how what I what I had. I fucked them up at the end. Yeah, I fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like I said, I've been fighting since elementary school. Like I've been getting into fights since elementary school. So it was nothing. It was natural to me. To, no, no. Yeah. He's like, yeah, hey, okay, I'm gonna get in the fight again. Vamos. Yeah, porque para mí como I always had glasses and since elementary school, so kids would try to play me, try to punk me. They thought I was a punk, but really I was, I can thought just a, a good dude in disguise or whatever. Like, exactly, you're like, uh, and whoops, they were whoops. judging you by your cover. Yeah, they would judge me by the way that I look and shit. But yo, come on, I'm a high nine, one time, the, in elementary school, it was like third or fourth grade, the biggest bully, I guess you can call it, which was, his name was Norby Silva, which we ended up becoming friends, but he came up to me and was like, he tried to punk me or some shit. And he's like, you want to fight? I'll just go fight after school. You take it. Da, 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 da. And you know how it was back in the days. Like, meet me over here after school. He's like, bueno, so this. And, I, and he's like, all right, you know, look, you know, I didn't back down for shit. I was like, let's do it. All right, Simon. We, we ended up fighting in the teacher's lounge, yo. <laughs> and then they mentioned HP Zachary, because I went to HP Zachary. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, we walked over to the, we walked over to the, because back in, back then, Zachary had the, the bigger side, and then they had the pre-K side, so mm -hmm. you walked to the pre, we walked to the pre-K side, and then they had, they had the little thing, and then there was a little fucking, the teacher lounge, they had, like, 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 and then I, and then I, that was like my first, I think that was my first fight ever, and that's yeah. when I found out that I knew kind of fight, because. What kind of grade, what grade was that, like third, fourth? Like third, fourth grade around that time. And that's where I found out I knew could fight because I just went at him like straight up jabs, and I'm I'm like long. I was always been longer than the rest of the kids, so I was just I, I held my own, you know. I fucking the guy. I fucking and he afterwards he was like, it was like me, that dude Norby, and then some other some other kid, and they all saw it, and then they were like, oh shit, like, this this dude can actually fight. This dude he's he's actually a fucking gangster. Like he ain't scared. He didn't back up. And then that dude Norby was like, "Hey, wait, you know how to fight? Like, goddamn, like I can't even breathe." But uh, <laughs> hey, he was cool, man. He was like, we became friends after that, and now I started hanging out with the bad kids and shit. Like, oh. They all respected that. But there, there was a few times when motherfuckers tried to punk me again, and you know, I got into like three or four fights in elementary school. But they were all—I mm -hmm. never got caught. 
it was always those type of fights where we're like, so let's go fight in the restroom or let's go fight over here. You know, why do you want to, I'm not going to fight you in front of the teachers. Like when they're going to separate us, I want to fight you where we can even fight. Like and, actually fight. Yeah, no, I like yeah, I, so, I'm a, <laughs> Man, that's a hell of a show. I'm going to put a real shit. Let's get it, let's get it going. You want to fight? So let's, let's get it. So where no one's going to stop us. It's just going to be us and we're going to just settle this shit like, like man, but we're little kids. Yeah, yeah. But Tamen, I've been fighting Tamen. I, I got a lot of confidence too, because when I, mean, I was in fourth grade and I fought dudes fifth graders, I was fighting fifth graders. And then one time I was in fifth grade and I was hanging out with my homie Raymond and we and his cousin, some of the pussy, you know how back in the days body shots, you know, body shots and stuff? Yeah, yeah like. Who was an eighth grader, yo? And and, and I was like, but you're something like, I always have balls, yo. So I'm like, Simon, let's do it. No body shots. And, and I, I, I didn't mess them up, but I mean, I held my own with an eighth grader, so I was just like, I had this sort of confidence that I could fight anybody, you feel me? Like, you know, I put on a grown man, I must knock him out or some shit, but on that, I probably would have got my ass kicked. <laughs> but, uh, like, I had a good confidence when it came to fighting since, uh, since I get the Chiquito. Man, that's amazing. That's crazy, bro, because, like, you can see that you had a, it was a rough neighborhood, and there was constant conflict in your life, even if you're trying to act straight and but you're like have influence from one side and then influence from another side and then people like put in, in in your face like hey man come on like step up to your game and you had to come out like it's not like back down and shit like and it, yeah. if you would have you wouldn't have been where you at right now like you would have been a totally different person man so yeah, i would have been like i'm more quiet i would have just been a quiet dude but i've always had to prove myself and that's that's you kind of party. To, to this day, I still have to prove myself, you know, like, not not in the sense that a fighting way, but like, in the sense, like, that I'm, that I've changed, I'm still fighting, like, oh, I'm, now I'm doing this, you know, I'm not the same fuck individual that was out there, you know, trying to be reckless, he just wanting to sell drugs to get money, no, I'm actually, yeah, yeah. I'm, I went to culinary school, I went to, and doing this, and I'm changed, I've changed so much, like, mentally-wise, but they still want to put me down and say like, nah, you're still there, you're still down there. But not like Bell, like oh, bro. the tortoise. My favorite, one of my favorite stories as a kid, you know, or the episode from Looney Tunes is the tortoise beats the hare when Bugs Bunny loses to the turtle, and he oh, keeps yeah. like, the fucking finish line, and then the tur the the, tur the turtle just comes and beats him. Yeah. That's one of my favorite sayings, you know, the, the tortoise beats the hare, you know, even though even though it's a slow grind gonna get there you're gonna win go and steady grind very key man so what's that exactly you know consistency always uh one quick question or one quick shout out man shout out to to dj clutch bro for that interview i saw it a couple of months ago right back in march right before yeah. the, right after the corona had right. like started you guys did the on that first weekend you guys did a interview and shout out to dj clutch i remember you saying that story and a couple of stories you mentioned right now, but I mean, shout outs to him. He's doing a great thing with his show too, man. And he had a great interview, had a great uh, setting and he had like the great studio. I was like, man, that guy's doing it big. So uh, shout out to him and, uh, and his, and his movement. I know he interviewed some of your homies as well. So I, I haven't seen those interviews, but I'm going to check them out pretty soon. But yeah, dude, I think when I listened to your interview there, I was captivated, man, by your story. And I was like, man, I, I really have to get this guy on my, on my podcast. But, um, yeah, dude. Another question I wanted to ask you, man, is that, uh, like, when I've seen a lot of your videos, and, and your videos are very motivating, you know, uh, and I've seen the progression, you know, from when you started to, like, right now. 
Yeah. Dude, it's it's amazing how much work you put into it and how you think like let me put something out there that's that's creative, that's uh, um that can drive you and motivate you as a, as a listener and a viewer, you're like, man, like you want to go to the hood, you know? Like this is something yeah. I'm from like I we live like a few minutes from where, you know? So um it kind of it's kind of like I got the feeling when when I see your videos and your music it's like when back in the days you would listen to like NWA, you know, and you're like, they're talking about Compton, they're talking about the LBC, you know, the, the this area. repping all the hoods. And, and you're like, dude, that's, that's amazing that we're doing somebody from Laredo is taking, I mean, I know people have done it in Laredo, but I don't know. You're the first one that's really, uh, that I, I actually, let, let me, let me see what like Victor Sweet's doing. And then, oh, he's putting on the map, dude, like on his home neighborhood and he's actually owning it. And the reason I wanted to ask you about that is because, there's a bunch of videos that you've done and they're very captivating. So there's gotta be some mind state to like actually get there and like what kind of inspires you. And I know it's going to lead to Nipsey, Nipsey hustle, right? Yeah. Because Nipsey hustle, I didn't know about him, dude. I didn't know about him until like right before he died. So, cause I'm an old school cat. I like old school hip hop and that kind of stuck in my own. Like, Wu-Tang, nah, I don't even listen to Wu-Tang. They influenced me. Fan. That's my one of my favorite all-time favorites. And but I have also like from the nineties. I'm a nineties kid, like nineties uh, hip hop, early late eighties. But I also love like a lot of the new stuff that's coming out. I, I'm, I'm like now I'm starting to get more open. But in 2012, uh, back in and coming from New York, there was a Beast Coast movement. I don't know if you know about that or you remember that in 2012, Beast the Beast Coast movement. I don't know if you talked to a bunch of Huh? Like Joy Badass and them? Like yeah, Joy Badass, Badass and this movement and then Capital Steve's was my favorite. And then like the the Flashbush Zombies and then the Underachievers. All these dudes were coming together and doing a lot of good moves. That's when I started getting back into the modern day hip hop. And then like, and now I'm listening to like your stuff. I'm listening to like, let me, I'm going to check out Takashi, what he's all about. Like, I don't even know who the hell Takashi was till like a couple of years ago. I'm like, who the hell is this cat? And now I'm like, this <laughs> being the street cat there, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm portraying this thing because I really do live this life. So right. I went to this dude over here is talking all these lies and, mm-hmm. and then goes and t- tells all, t- you know, rats and shit. But for me, it's a highly like, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, if I did something and and I don't care if they did whatever to my, my baby mama, they threatened my son. If you're you're rapping like you're a gangster, then handle it like a gangster, you know? Yeah. Hit the guard and put in work you know like a gangster would mm-hmm. not don't be a bitch and you know rat take, exactly you know, man, man put it yeah. like, it's very like, he just likes the attention and i think he's uh, good at that yeah. like grabbing he's a troll the internet troll. troll he's a troll and he makes beat good beats but with a shitty lyrics i guess i mean it is what it is with it yeah. it's what people are into and, and it, it it saddens me sometimes but oh, i mean i'm gonna keep pushing my my yeah. idea, my the way that I, but we came up on like you said, you know, that real stuff, and the people who are really gonna enjoy it are the people who are, you know, really got an ear for it. You feel me? Yeah. Those are gonna listen to it. So the people, I was, gonna, I was gonna ask you. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. What were you gonna say? Uh, no, I was gonna say the people who wanna glorify that, but those, that's gonna be those type of people, you know. And I'm not gonna judge them on that. I'm gonna be like, nah, but Ching, you like Sky Six Nine? Well, I guess so. But, yeah. Uh, the only the only thing that I kind of like about what he's doing is that he has a hustle. 
and he figured it out. That's the only thing I give him props for. Other than the music and everything else, the hustle mind, he's he figured it out. So he he got it figured out. I don't know how he's gonna survive. I don't know how he's gonna survive. He's gonna live like a good two, three years and boom, he's gonna get shot, but or even less. Ipsy, but they don't they don't take this dude. I mean, not, yeah, not, I don't proud nobody that just because I, I'm a God fearing man, but you know, how they gonna take Nip, but they gonna take this fool. I mean, what it, I don't know. The East Coast on that one, they can't you can't really say that I mean, I've loved the week that I fucked New York was fucking dope, pero and you letting this dude walk around, you letting this fucking guy, this clown, literally clown, walk around and say he the king of New York and shit. Come on, man. You guys gotta handle that. That's your that's over there on your side. Exactly. Exactly. You're calling it the way it is, man. I think um hip hop is very strange because now it's a different parameter. Like there's li different uh algorithms happening. Like people are actually using the social media for their advantage. And it might be so flaky that you don't even know as a listener and a viewer, you're like, ah, it's cool, man. It's it's a uh, it's viral. I want to listen to it or be and it's yeah, catchy or whatever. It's trash, you know. So it's hard, man. But yeah, man, but about Nitsy Hustle, dude. Um so, because I see a lot of your videos and, and now that you were, like, I was going to ask you about the progression. So what kind of, where do you get the ideas and how, do, how does the environment in your mind, like what your like personal creative space, like when you're in the studio or where like, when you're rapping, do you envision like the videos or, or is that like on another day or like, or you're kind of like envisioning yourself when you're rapping, like, oh, that's what, that's what the video is going to be like. Well, it all comes from, well, if you, if you really watch my videos, you can tell that um, maybe like ninety percent or all of them are shot in my are shot in the neighborhood, my neighborhood. Yeah. The majority of them are shot in my hood, and that's just because I have that respect. Not many people can do that. You can shoot a video in, in the hood without somebody like haciendo it, como haciendo Pero pues, I have that respect, and I've been here since forever. So people know me like, yeah, you can shoot a video outside. I know you since you were little. Yeah, you could be. You could shoot a video in this little tiny area. Yeah, I was outside there chilling. Yeah, like you're like twenty cars in there, bro. Yeah, it was like at night. It was vibing, bro. I love that. Like, so I was. I was come up so let me just make some badass stuff in my neighborhood. How did you come up with that inspiration, bro? Just but I'll chill just uh representing the hood, you know. Every even like I said, the branding, the ESB, everything came from just repping the hood. And it was even before I saw the movie NWA, the, the hat, the no, everything just because I came up with that idea that, that from, from there, but I already just had the ideology of, you know, I'm gonna represent my neighborhood. I'm gonna yeah. put on for the but I mean in the long in the bigger scale, I mean or I represent my city. You know, so when I was in New York, I mean, I was like, oh, I'm from Laredo, fool, like, Laredo. And they, they would try to do me like a, they think they were like, Califa Mexican, like, what's up, they saying, what, hey, they would be like, trying to talk to me like that, como like, but they're, they're cool, though. They're, they're cool, cool right? yeah, but they don't understand, they're, like, our culture. Yeah, they don't understand that we're different type of Mexicans, como, yeah. we're not, we're, I don't know, we're not Chicanos or whatever they, they call it. Not to divide us in into groups like that, but no, but we we have a different uh, like way of being because we're from the border town and yeah. from California and the different the different in, in Texas like there's different types of Mexicans. You know, you got the Houston Mexicans, Calanco Mosty, 
they, they, they integrate more with the black folks, so they talk like a certain type of way, you know, yeah. like, what's up, what's happening, man, what do, 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 do? Yeah. Swinging and banging. Hey, swinging and banging, you get closer down border to border, you know, you got San Alto, and then how they talk, they talk a little bit closer to like us, but you know, still mixed in with the black folk, but yeah. and you come down, and this majority Mexicano, so I think the toast almost like a very bilingual and bilingual, speak. Exactly, which is a, I found out is a huge skill. Once I got to New York, you know, these do, these white people do not know Spanish at all. They're like, what are you talking about? And they would just start laughing and they would not know at all what they were, what we were saying. Like, it was just like, we were like t- speaking in tongues to them. Bro, I was, but, I was, I was cool. uh, over I was, there. I, was, I used to talk, I used to know these girls, they were Arab girls. They were from Syria. But they were born and raised here, but they, but their families speak Arabic, right? So they would talk, I see, and like in front of us, me and my homie Ray, and, and I'll be like, hey, cut the los cico que chance, like not to be like disrespectful to women, but I'll be like, cut the los cico, no te no no see la verga. And they'd be like, man, shut the fuck up. They're like, because they're hood. And they're like, man, shut up, what are you talking about, fool? Like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're saying. You gotta speak English, because when you're around me, because I know what you're doing, because I do the same thing with these fools. Like, with these people, because <laughs> you're talking shit or something. Like, come on, that's badass, man. Yeah, yeah, I actually made a joke once. I was like, if I I was supposed to work for the CIA and use my my Tejano my Tejano lingo to like interpret what the people are saying, oh, like, oh, like loca, like 100 percent of the people from out of Laredo do not understand what the hell you're talking about. But I was like, ah, we know what you're talking about, bro. Let me let me get the code. I know exactly. Write it down. And she said this, this, and that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Come on, like it's pretty. It's and then I also incorporate that in my music a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's really, and if you think about it, it's really hard. It's really complex when you can make something that's in Spanish rhyme with something that's in English, and also make it make sense. You exactly. feel me? I like that. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot of people can do that. Like if you can do that, that's It'll blow your mind. I said some, like I said in the Jay Clutch interview. I said one thing, and uh, I heard one of, it, heard it. Yeah, I said that, and and it's and it's one of them, one of it's in a lot of my music. But if you pay attention to it, it'll blow your mind because you're like, a la, uh, a la verga me voló el seso, mató el proceso, don't know what to think. Because I said it, I said it, something that I said something in English that I, oh, uh, something that'll blow your mind or something like that. And then I said a la verga me mató el seso, explotó. Like that, I blowed your brain in Spanish. Don't know what to think. Uh, it was a, that was in which song was that one? I don't remember what song. It was, some, some, it was one about Laredo. Este, pero yeah, like that's just the type of shit, the type of stuff that I got to try to bring. And, it, and a lot of my influences come from like I see uh, rappers from Texas, Mexican rappers like SPM. I was gonna say that because uh, when I listen to your flow, like you sound like original like you sound like this is you're, you're representing you're not trying to be anybody else you're just trying to be yourself so i like that and but you can you can see the inspired the influences of other hip-hop artists that are within this region and you, you 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 own it bro like you're like that's badass dude and then also uh that song Prichikio, you know Prichikio freestyle that was a real freestyle it's crazy because me and my homie it was just me and my homie chilling outside my house and I always like that beat 
And my home was like, my homo was in jail. This is the first time he went to jail. He's been out of jail for a long time. He's been in yeah, yeah, yeah. years total. Went on. This time he had just been in the jail. He was there for like about a year or two. And then I was and then he put that he put that beat and I was just like, twenty two was on the end, probably because we bought trying to get the dollar But he recorded like that whole little part. Bro. And I, he showed it to me like with the And I just put I remembered it the whole song and then I just put it in actually got to record it. I love, yeah. I, love that, I love that you included it in the album and even though it was low quality, but every time I jammed that song, I was like, da, 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 and that it's you changed your flow, like it was a a different, and then in the end, you're like, like they, the whole, uh, you uh, that was freestyle? It was all freestyle. Dude, that okay. was a bad, you need to record but, that again, dude. And it's all real, by the way. Like, cause and if you listen to the song, it says twenty twos on the Impala, cause we ballers trying to get the dollar, because he had an Impala on twenty twos, and we were we were ballers. Me and him played basketball together in high school and all that shit. So we were ballers trying to get the dollar hot box. We were hot box in the car. Look out for the cops, trying to trying to what is hot box? Twenty twos on the Impala, hot box. Watch out for the cop. Probably get stopped. Uh, some dime, smoke another dime, some, but something like that. Spit another rhyme, and it was like I see, and I was like, it, it was a fact. I was, I was just pitting everything was right. It was true. I'm never like when it comes to all my music. Like I never, I try, yeah. I never lie. It's all right. It's real. Like, I try so to that's keep. What it. I like about your your music is that you tell a lot of stories, and and you get to understand the the artist and the person behind it. And a lot of times when you hear music nowadays, you don't get to hear hear that part of their because they're just talking about crap and like so I like I like that also. I like that that style of, of I'm telling a story. And if you if I follow I started following you a while back and so I started digging into like your old music and then you told me, Oh, check out my music. So I kinda like went from point A to point Z. You can see that like you big, can see the progression. Head. And you can also see like the storytelling, how it, it you involve it a lot in your biography. It's kind of like a little autobiography, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. you pay attention, like then, how then, you went through breakups yeah. and how you went through life changes, family issues, you know, like, and then you make it funny as well. Like it's super. You have a lot of <laughs> like, a lot of funny lines, bro. So it's it's amazing, bro, how, the, what you do. So, and and then so so when you get into the creative space, like you're gonna record what in your environment? What do you need so you can be like the most effective and most creative? Like when you're well, when I'm in the studio, I like like if you, you want to see this. Like, this is the studio. I don't know if you can see it, sir. It's like right there. Like this, just my mic, my laptop, and my mixer. And that's all I got. When when I'm thinking about making a song, it's all just sometimes I'm in a mood or something. I went I get into a little argument with somebody and. They can have fun and I don't know how and I'm like, oh, I feel aggressive, so I'm gonna spit an aggressive flow towards this person. Or I'm just thinking of thinking of something that happened a long time a while back and it brings me back, so I just feel like I wanna vent it out or a Masi, depending on or so or if a homie brings me a, an idea, it's like, hey, well, you, this sounds pretty cool or go more thing. Have you heard Beamos? Like Beamos. Yeah, yeah. Which is from that song, we made it. Nigga, we made it. Because my homie Rick pulled up in the in, the, in his Impala. And he has a big ass bass, and he's like, and he, he was jamming that. I haven't heard that song in a long time. Like, we the made black, it. the black Impala. 
Yeah, that black Impala with the 20, yeah. then was Impala with 22, and then he pulled up, and then we were like jamming, and then he was like, hey, we apenas una como Spanish, go, veamos. Oh, shit, and we just started like, hey, veamos, and we hitting it, and then, that's, and then as soon as he left, I came in my room and I recorded that. Like, that was, it just happens like so fast, like that sort of stuff. Like, I just get a little influence, or I get a little spark in my mind, and like, I just run with it, you feel me? So your environment, like I see that your studio is right there and it's, it's momentous. Like you, if you have an idea, you go to, like you start to record right away. You don't wait too long to no, like, I'll I'll do it later. So accessibility, accessibility is the key for you. Yeah. And then, and then when you have that inspiration to get on it, it's not like you have to go to your homie's house and record, like you just got it in you. And I think right. that's a good investment bro that you made because having that around you, even though it's a little bit pricey and out of uh, a lot of people's range, when you make the effort to have it, you have a tool that you can use to to inspire you to create whatever you need to create. Yeah, and I try to put a lot of people on too. Like everything that I have, it wasn't even that expensive to be honest. Like, yeah, but you I gotta got, go out of your way. You gotta go out of your way for sure to buy it. Yeah, it is. It is pricey, but at the same time, like if you invest in the correct stuff, you don't even need some fancy ass studio. You don't mm -hmm. need to go to some place where they charge you this much for a recording when you can just do it yourself. You know, if you really want to invest in yourself, you know, you learn how to do it and you figure it out. And then now you you can produce, you can make your own music without having anybody else's input. And you can, and then not, now you have the power, come on now, I have the power to record my own music. Hey, I want to do a song. Simon Kaili, boom, I'll bring you in and I'll, and I'll see how, how loud they're going. I'll turn it down, I'll turn it up, how the levels are. Like now I have the power to put people on. You feel me? Like, and I, and I'm a type of dude that I don't like to charge, especially my people. You know, if you're from the hood, from Santo, and I know you, you want to come mess with us, I'm going to put you on. And that's what I'm doing. And right now, I'm, and I'm, I'm in, a, in that stage that I'm bringing people on. I have a, I just did this song called Santoneros, another Santo anthem. Like, I, 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 I've... De todas las songs que ya tengo del Santo, I just we did another one. We did another one. It's like four, four, four changos. It's me, my homie Isby Slick, my boy Jason, and my homie Skinny Beats. Skinny Beats was a big influence for me because he did when before I was recording music, he had did a song called Amor de Barrio, which is a song rip, like ripping the Santo. This is actually one of the first Santo anthems. And if you go to YouTube and you put Amor de Barrio, Skinny Beats featuring Chucky. It's got like 14k views or something like that, and it's just a like a picture, like a little slideshow type thing. But it's got it's got chino views and it's a hard ass song and it represents the hood. So I went to todo eso and it's all in Spanish. But that's a, it, that's how I became. That's how it made I made it different because I speak English and Spanish, so I I, I mixed it. Okay. But yeah, we just did Santoneros and I got Skinny Beats on there. And Skinny Beats hadn't rapped it since like that song. He hadn't put it in all no music. And he had a little fan base going. And he, he talked, he was chopping it up. He was like, I'm like, I like what you're doing, bro. Like, like, I don't know how like you did it. Like you really pushed the hood and you put it in it out there. Like, but I, but I told him like, hey, you were influenced in that. But uh, I, I give him his props for that, hey, I mean, thanks for you put the song, Santo one Santo song out. And I had to like keep it going boom, 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 to this day. And now we had that something that song is gonna come out soon. But I want to do the visuals to it and everything. But it'll be out. Santoneros. Yeah, it's badass. And it's cool that you guys like uh 
are collaborating right now because I think that's one of the key things to keep on creating is have a collaboration with people that are in the same mind frame and that you're able to push new creative stuff and it's and then when you work together in the team you you make better stuff too you know so like you push each other to become better at, at, at rapping or writing a lyric or making a better beat or putting an anthem studio too like he was like he got uh stuck in one part like he had maybe half of the flow done and then like, he was like he, he like, give me some input and i was like simon i mean and then we're just into the beat and like i was the esto and then i oh, will then say this and then oh yeah we, then we can say this and then he can say this and then boom 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 boom, boom and then boom by the end of the time we had the his, his part was done and i said i do the same thing with my friends when they hear when my homie rick he's be slick he here and he's like he gets stuck. Like, what can I do? Like, I put my ears to it. Da 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 da. And goes, I get my little input, and he's like, "Oh, see my cheek, I can see And he writes it, and I like, I just help him just get it in tone, and like, I can die, boom, we just get it in, and it's done. Like, it's really simple as that. But uh, once you're in there vibing, but uh, there's some people who come to the studio and they're all like, well, of course, and like, nah. A lot of people, I don't, I don't understand why they want to come to the studio. I mean, I get it when it's a writing process and you're by yourself, Simon, you can get well, drunk. You can get fucked up or whatever, and it will maybe it'll spark your mind. Maybe some people just like to get fucked up, and you know. But don't come to my. I like. I'll tell them, like, hey, well, don't come to the studio. I'll mess up and just be over here, a loco and I'm trying cool. to read boppy and shit. Like, nah, I'm like, we're trying to do some quality stuff. I don't want it to be sound slurry, thud bell. Come on, this is we're not kids anymore. Like, we're doing this shit for real. Exactly. And that's my opinion. The picture, but like I said, I brought those dudes, Jason and Skinny Boots. They're two new. I'm trying to get them to the to the to the DSB records, you know. And they they're, they're leaning towards it. When they they even told me they're leaning towards it. Jason's probably more already in it. Though. It's the my it's the Skinny Boots already told me like I'm leaning towards it a lot. Wait, because I told him like, hey, wait, but at the end of the day, come on, this isn't called. I didn't call this label Victor Sweet Records, you know. I called it Santo Baby Records, yeah. which is for the neighborhood, you know. And then he's from the neighborhood, and Jason's from the neighborhood. We went to elementary together, so it's only natural. And then they make music to come this way, to then just be by yourself. You That's, know, good, and That's good. Collaborative efforts, man. Um, another thing, dude, I wanted to ask you is that, uh, like, so what, what is, like, your routine like so that you can be the most effective? Because I know you work, and you want to handle all of these ventures, like the whole selling the food and then, like, being a great chef. Because, man, your food looks amazing, by the way. And then also trying to produce, like, really good music. So what's kind of, like, your routine like so you can be the most effective with everything you want to do? Well, just um, trying to, um, I don't know. I mean, just staying stay mo stay motivated, I guess. You know, staying motivated and staying on, you know, point. Sometimes I slack off, you know, I'm I whatever, but, yeah. you know. I gotta get all my stuff and like, yeah, but man, I'm snapping. You gotta, I gotta remember the times when I was when I was just laid up and in that cell or whatever. I think I go back to that. You know, I'm like, oh wait, yeah, it's all this stuff. You don't want to get back to that sort of stuff. You don't want to, you don't want to start tripping. You don't want to start, you know, falling off. You want to stay consistent. So I just try to stay consistent, even in like, like I say, even if it's a slow grind, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's moving. It's still moving. It's all the process, slowly going and going. And as I go, it's going to get faster and faster and grow and grow and grow. And that's basically how my process is. 
you know, even with the rap, you know, right now I'm not, I put in, I put out one mixtape one that uh, can't complain. That's a whole mixtape, bro. An album, my first album. So yeah. other than that, I usually do just singles, 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 singles. Just to stay consistent, I drop maybe like one once a month. So it's a look at, that's what I'm doing right now. Just a single month, boom, boom, boom. It's for people who actually to me, they're going to get some content out of me once a month. I know a couple of weeks we're recording down by your neighborhood and you were recording the video like or somebody was recording the video and you guys were walking down and I was like, dude, I, I can't wait to see that video. And like you uh, guys were a song, whatever it was. But I like that that is just part of your routine where you're like you we're gonna make time to record and then shoot videos and then like actually do your own own thing as well. Exactly. And those that was my homies' videos, you know, that's but they're they're my team, but I like to take full control. Not to take, I see, come on, be like, hey, but I'm, I'm going to do this, this is all me. And like, no, like, is this y'all videos? I wanted to be focused on y'all. And I'm just going to be in the background. I didn't even, but then, at the end of the day, I didn't want to be in the video. But they were like, hey, I'm going to put the barate, you know. Oh, you, you have to, man. You're in the whatever. background. You're part of the hood and you're part of the squad, you know, so. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, I'll be in the video. But at the end of the day, the man, I focus on my homies. I want them to have their own thing, you know. I, I yeah. told my homies, you got a single? Or you what? Just do a single, do a single, so I can have some content out of just you, not, not us two, not us. I want something out. One, one, yeah, two. one. And my homie Ricky's done it, but he just has just one, one single where he has just him by himself, or he works for somebody else. Not doesn't have to be me, you know. Yeah, so that's what I want out of my friends too, you know, because I got a lot of singles and I got a lot of features too. But it's good to. To be, I see, you know, jumping consistently, constant work, even if it's uh, two-minute tracks. Right now, now these days, people just have a short attention span, so they listen to like two-minute tracks or whatever. So I try to get small beats. I see that man, two minutes, a minute, two minutes and a half, a quick something, so two you verse, can answer. one verse, or a long yeah. verse, or a hook, Hook, hooks. Hooks. Oh, one verse. As long as it's good, you know, as long as it's some real, some real shit. I, I like it. I like real stuff. That's good, man. That's good. Um, I, I was gonna tell you that when back in two thousand, I I went to Houston to to study audio, audio recording engineering. I wanted to be a I wanted to be a beat producer and I wanted to get into like the hip hop game. That's like a long time ago, but <clears throat> I went over there because that was the only place you can learn how to record music with an actual studio, and it was yeah. a it was Houston Community College, bro. So <laughs> I I went over there. I was I was there for a year. It was it was a, a cool year that I was there, but like you said, like you're you're out of your house, and at first you're like, yeah, I'm all going home, but then after a while you're like, nah, like I miss my family, I want to go back. And but for me it was a little bit different because I just uh, at that age I was like, nah, I don't think this is gonna be a career I want to I want to follow. I, I wanted to be I just I really wanted to connect back to my roots and see where it was gonna take me to. So so but yeah like that's similar like i really wanted to be in the hip-hop game or just music in general because so i was learning how to record like actual bands and and like record like uh like instruments and and use like the patch bay and all this stuff it was pretty cool man like and now having all this accessible like you can have it on your phone like you can have an actual studio on your phone it's crazy but it was, it's amazing that you're able to do it now and and following your path man because that's that's amazing and and one thing that i want to ask you because um I have a bunch of questions that I still have to ask you. Uh, I, as far as entertainment, what do you listen to when you're downtime? Or what do you do when you're downtime for entertainment? Like what, what catches your, your, the Victor Sweet entertainment mind? 
Man, I like right now. Like right now, I'm on a uh, Naruto. I like I watch a lot of anime. I watch anime, Rick and Morty. I like The Office. You know, a lot of funny stuff. You know, just cool stuff. You know, uh, Dragon Ball Z. You know, as a child, I was as a kid, I would like Dragon Ball Z. You know, back then you would get punked. You know, if you watch cartoons or whatever. But not right now. Not if you watch. You know, you're cool. It's cool nowadays. But uh, back then, if you watch like anime, you'd be labeled as a punk or whatever. But even then, I'll be like, man, I watch this shit. Yeah, it's cool. If somebody asks me, yeah, it's cool. And then I'll be like, you watch this? Like, yeah, I watch Naruto. Yeah, I watch Trigun um, or whatever, uh, Cowboy Bebop and stuff like that. So I like uh, anime. And, but I like the English version, though. That's one thing that's different for me and a lot of people who are really into anime. Some people like the Japanese stuff. And I'm like, I don't fucking, I was never a good reader. I mean, I, I can read. But uh, I wasn't. I'm not quick to read them fast. I see like I don't, I don't fucking understand it. I rather just like watch it in English. But yeah, I watch it like that. So you, um, music. you watch a lot of anime. That's crazy. Anime and yeah. like you watch funny stuff. What about music? What do you listen to other than uh, I know you listen to Nipsey Hustle. What what yeah. else do you listen to? Or what do you? SPM, like I said, SPM. A variety of things, you know. Right now, I'm getting into Tamen Banda, I'm starting to listen to like the Ser Elemento and uh, Natalia El Cano and those type of stuff. But I also listen to you know, they're good. Natalia El Cano's pretty good, man. I just got into him, dude. I like it, it motivates you, like, oh, shit, these young dudes is doing their thing, playing the guitar and singing and, and then vibing with other people. And it was like, it's just really cool music, man, real. Yeah, so I listen to like a lot of that. Uh, from the West Coast, it's a lot. Ching asking, I say. I mean, if you look into my playlist, you just fucking you can just go for days and listen, bro. Like, Chingo the music artist. I listen when to pretty. When did you get into Nipsey Hustle though? Huh? When When did you get into Nipsey Hustle? I got into Nipsey Hustle. Maybe it was around. It was pretty late too. It was maybe like around 2014, 2013. It was the first song I ever heard of him was. Uh, 50 niggas, 50 young niggas selling crack for a living, trying to pay the bills. But it was because it was a it was a protest song because it was at that time there was, there was kids. It was like well now they were killing a lot of like black kids or whatever. Yeah. You know, like they were getting shot, and basically it was a protest song. So I listened to that song and I was like, damn, this dude hard. And then I got into like listening to well his discography, uh, the the other songs that he had. And it was, and I found out he was really, really good. And I was, and he was a crip, which I thought was cool because my favorite color is blue. And the set that I bang is on my LVG, and the center our set our color is blue because they took it from Sierra High School. You know, or they were yeah. the same. Because if you knew about Sierra and the LVGs, you know, it's about they came from that school. That's what, and they came from this neighborhood. That's why I wanted to join the LVGs. But another, that's another story. When I, <laughs> but, yeah, it, I started listening to Nip because uh, I see just because he was just a real one, and then I started I saw that interview where he said, "Yeah, you gotta invest," and he was like super young and shit, like invest, and like what? Did you hear what he said? He's like, "Yeah, invest. I want to invest in in this and that, and like in myself, and and fuck fuck the cars and fuck jewelry. Like I'm trying to build a brand, and like oh, and then that that shit stuck with me, and now and I and they met Felipe, and I started listening to more music and the way he markets his stuff and and branded himself and branding his label 
everything. I I take it's like a blueprint for me. Like a blueprint. I take a lot of, a lot of young Dolph. I listen to a lot of young Dolph and um, a lot of independent artists. They have their own thing going. Like Young Dolph, uh, Sauce Walker, and the TSF and them from Houston. It's a it's a lot of that sort of it was people who have their own thing. You feel me? Like they are not tied to a major label. That's yeah. that's what I'm really going for. Like if this ever takes off for me. I'm still gonna try to be independent. I don't want to be signed under anybody. I want to be able to own my own shit. I want my friends to be able to own their own shit on the on the art on their own thing. Mm-hmm. That's the. I'm trying to do a generational wealth for all, all my friends, my people, and my family. That's what I'm trying to build. I'm trying to have my kids and their kids eat off of what I built or what we built together. Yeah. Basically, that's that's how I see it. So. But, uh, I guess this next question leads into that because so Nipsey Hussle has been a great inspiration in you on to build your own brand. And then you, I guess you get a lot of information from him indirectly. So where do you get your information other than like the Nipsey Hussle blueprint? Or do you actually like, uh, where, where do you get your information to like process, process information? Like, do you go to your, your family? Do you go like online? Do you, do you uh, read books? I mean, I've read. Um, actually, I've, I've have this one book that I, uh, I don't know if you probably know it, uh, Forty Lost Power. I've I've seen it. I've read some of it. Yeah, well, I like, but it's it's a lot of stories, like kind of like just stories, situations, and stuff. I see. Come on, it's a lot of but history. I mean, which history has always been one of my favorite subjects, because I mean, you could always. It's good to. I have this line in one of my songs coming that's like, I reflect on my past, but I will not linger. Physically caged, but I'm a free thinker. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. I was physically caged, but I'm a free thinker. So it's basically like, it can't, you, you can't, can't have me locked up, but it, I'm a, I'm, I'm a think like I'm free. Like I'm a, physically, physically you're, you're locked up, but mentally you're, you're free. Yeah. You like think. mentally you cannot cage me. I'm like, so, but that's, that's, uh, I get it. Like, but if you go back to that one line where I say reflect on my past, but I will not linger. It's good to reflect, reflect on the past. So I go to the past and I see where I fucked up and how I dealt with certain situations as a young as when I was younger, or I look to somebody else's past. Like, oh, let me see how what happened with them. I and, and I try to learn from their experiences and other people's experiences. You know, my parents or I see them come to yeah, my parents. Like, I have my mom and my dad. And I have my family. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I just, uh, but I really, I just get it from the my past experiences. Do you tune into the news at all? Nah, actually, can Actually, I don't really like to. Okay, I mean, I, I see what's going on. I know what's going on because you scroll through it and you see what's going on, like Instagram or whatever. I mean, my mom talking the news, and I see I don't want to and and I also follow that Laredo page that says how many people have gotten in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the all that shit, and I'm like, damn, shit's shit's bad. But you know, I try to I try not to think about that negative stuff, you know. But exactly. okay, I don't I don't want to manifest it tampoco, you know. Cause exactly. I used to I, I I swear to God I have think I have a gift of manifesting things because that old school I straight up manifested it. New yeah, York, Lincoln. being a rapper and a chef, I've always wanted to be these two things when I was little, manifested it. So, you feel me? It's crazy. So, I try to not, <laughs> the negative stuff, I try not to pay attention to, to it. 
a lot. I try to focus on the positive and what I can do. I love that, to- man. I actually, uh, I was telling, I like to tell my stories that, that uh, I've, in the last few years, I kind of died, like, don't even dive into any news anymore. I, I kind of like, uh, like the, I don't even have the cable, like, uh, like CNN, Fox, all that shit. I don't listen to that. Pro news, don't even get on it anymore. Back in the day, it was like consumed by what's going on. And like, it's the crazy thing about news is that they always share the negative shit and they never share any positive. So you're automatically, you tune into their frequency and you're already feeling like shit. Like, damn, it's got, it's all fucked up or it's all messed up. Like, there's a lot of uh, uh, killings and murders and robberies and rapes and, you know, all kinds of yeah. So you're like, it puts you in a different mood. So, I mean, it's reality though, but at the same time, you don't have to, it's like, you don't want to linger on all that energy when you don't have part of it. So yeah, man, that's very important. Um, another question I wanted to ask you, uh, hold on, let me get the questions right here. Hold on, let me, let me pop that question real quick before I forget. Hold on. All right. I know I'm going to try to wrapping it up too because I know you got to go get ready for work, right? Damn it. I was just taking the time right now. It's like 10.30. Isn't it? Yeah. I don't know how long it's been. But nah, I go until once. It's all good, but we, we can still go on for a good, a good little while. You kind of mentioned your digital life, like how you connect. Is that something that's important for you, like getting connection with your fans and people that reach out to you? Like you you, you making that like a – or how do you connect with your with your digital world? Well, I mean, just uh, I don't have a Facebook, so it's just really Instagram and Snapchat. Okay. And the rest is word of mouth. Like if you if you know me, if, like the other day a fucking dude, um, this dude who dude did a tattoo on me, he was he was tattooing my homie at right there in the corner. You saw about he was tattooing the homie. I was like, ah, oh, but let me get tattooed too. So I got a tattoo. I I fucking hood hood shit and the and I and the hood I phone black or whatever, and. We were chilling and then I started freestyling and he started recording me, the dude, the dude that did the tattoo. And this is like my first, second time meeting him. He's like, whoa, whoa, I can say Leo. And then he showed the, he put it on his Facebook and then he showed a friend and he calls me a few days later. Hey, wait, come on, and it's YouTube. He's like, yeah. So I'll be sweet. He's like, hey, come on, I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be Facebook and he wants to, he wants to listen to you, you know. Ah, I can tell a song and hey boy, don't tell a boom. And then he called me back later. Hey, come on, somebody off the song. Like, like he says, nine five six, he can tell you opposite. Nine five six. And he's like, it's like awesome. And then so I went that either you follow me on Instagram and Snap and you see that I'm putting putting music and you know me, or you, you just meet me out of nowhere and you see you see you. I I don't like to be that type of dude, like put put my music on like, hey, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Yeah, I don't yeah. be like I'm I'm just chilling, doing my thing. Like I meet you, like I'm out of here. What's up, dude? I'm I'm big, whatever. I never I, I I might say that I cook, but I'm not gonna say that I'm a rapper. I'm a, or I, I'm a rapper. Listen to my music. Like it's just more of a that was more. It's usually my friends. Like all he raps is they're the ones who throw it in there. And so he listen to him, and and they're like, oh shit, you really do fucking you sound good. And that's basically how I get connected with people that's and good. more far. Like that, I don't really go out there out of my way and try to p- push my music. Like put my f- my song like every day. I see yeah, type of thing. I think it also gets tiring for the for the people. Like ah, he's just doing the same yeah. thing over and over. Yeah, like 
I know way, like yeah, like telling you gotta this SoundCloud song, like whatever. Like but that's the thing that I stopped doing too, the SoundCloud thing, like nah. Once I figured it out that I could put my music on worldwide and Spotify and uh, Apple Music and all that, like I stopped messing with all that the, the SoundCloud stuff because I feel like I've already elevated to another another level where I can reach bigger, better, better fans and I can get, get revenue out of off of it. Exactly, man. That's amazing. So you you made you made a uh, point in your life to like uh, let me just change it up on the way I connect and make it more official like you know it's gonna be it's not just soundcloud anymore it's actually you know it's, it's in a platform that's established and it's it's reputable and i love that you're going in that route man because you have you still have a lot of music to go out i think every day you're you're just like okay next project next project and i think that's what it's all about man um so the next question is and before we wrap it up i know you make good food man so where we are what we eat and um you eat a lot of good food bro you're a good cook i see the, I, one of these days i'm gonna buy a plate from you and yeah. what what inspired you to be a chef man uh, what inspired me to be a chef really um goes back to when i was younger instead because we used to watch a iron chef the old ones you remember iron chef mm-hmm. you know they're like and, chopping it up like in chingas and everything yeah. You know, so I used to see that, and, uh, and I was like, I used to watch it like with my uh, family, and, and like, I'm like, I want to be a chef, like that's it. I was like, I wanted to be a chef because it was look cool, like the pressure and shit, and then you gotta be in Brazil, como dices tú en chingas, like so all that really built it up. But like, I didn't really take it serious. Same thing with rap, like I didn't take it serious till after, after high school, and even a little bit after high school, like two, three years, four years. I was just in the streets fucking up, and then one day like I need to do something. I need to find a career path. I need to do something, you know, something that'll give me something like uh, something that I like. But not not just like I something that I'm passionate about. And like I've always liked cooking, so let me go to culinary school. And I uh, ended up getting financial aid, gracias a Dios, you know, for being you know not too wealthy. Because <laughs> 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 they gave me financial aid. And I went to culinary school, and that's where I met that chef, the one that sent me to New York. And then it was all just boom, 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 boom. It was like a domino effect. You feel me? Like I had to make boom. I was in college. Like wow, this is cool. Like I'm doing like coming from coming from where I'm coming from. Now I'm in college. This is like a huge transition. But uh, and then you were doing something something that you were, that you like. Not you were just like kind of like forced to. Like, oh, let me see what I'm doing. Like you actually like what you're doing. Yeah, that's why I took a whole time off after high school and figure out what I really wanted to do. Because I know a lot of friends of mine who are right now, they're like, who went to the Norias and then they got laid off. They lost their houses, big ass houses, and they have family now, you know, or I have friends there. Not not to throw shade on any, because I think any any sort of income is positive income as long as, you know, it's a stable job, whatever, it's good. What, but do you really love your job? You know, do you love what you do? That's very important for me, at least for me, you know. Even if if not, I'm not getting paid what I what I want to, as long as I'm happy and I'm I enjoy going to work, for me that's that's part on everything that I want to do. So, but I still I'm not, I'm still gonna demand more, you know. Yeah. With, with you said, so I went uh, yeah and being passionate about what I do, and I chose that that I chose cooking and I chose being a chef and now I'm really good at it and I learned a lot in a short amount of time, but just because I love, loved it and 
And now, and going into the culinary school, like there's a lot of food that I have to try that I've never tried before, which is cool too. And I have a, I'm not that, I'm not a very peak eater, so I'm, I like eating whatever. Like I'm not that spicy. Yeah, like Simon, I would taste it, or whatever. Calamari, Simon, I never tried that before. Calamari, t- lamb racks, like I've never had that. It's some rich shit. Like Simon, I'll try it, and like you get to experience a whole lot of the stuff. And that chef that sent me to New York, New York, New York, he she saw that in me. Como que I was like very like, como si se white eyed. I was like a white eyed kid, like going into all that. So he took me in, he gave me a job, and there I was able to learn how it is in the real kitchen. And then after like a year, a year and a half, he sent me to New York so I can have that more experience. Shout out to Chef Rojas. He gave me, he put me in that position, and that's something that uh, I'll never forget. That's badass, man. Um, I love that when you put your, like, I saw one of the YouTube videos where you're making a, a dish and you're like washing your hands and then you give it step <laughs> by step. And yeah. it was like, man, it's pretty interesting how, and do you ever have, plan to like have your own kitchen, like your own, uh, uh, I guess, restaurant style or catering service? I mean, if, you, if you're a chef, I mean, that's probably one of your main goals. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I want I want something like that for myself eventually. But like I said, I'm also doing the rap stuff, so it could go yeah. either way. Maybe you know, I might just go up in the music or I might just be a, an amazing chef and own, own a good restaurant. I'm not trying to do like a chain restaurant. I'm just trying to do some really good, you know, home for the people, you know. I know uh, that they have a lot of restaurants. Um, the, mm-hmm. the other day you said you had like uh, 60 plates and all of a sudden they sold out and like, hey, if you don't pick up your plate, I'm going to sell your plate, you know, like you're like, you better hurry up because. Oh, yeah. I have clientele, like the people who buy from me, like, boom, I come I come Like sometimes I put like the first time I did it, it took me like a day and a half to sell out. Cause I only do 50 plates because I don't want to overstrain myself because it's just me, you know, and my, my, my sister that helped me out a little bit. So I don't want to like put in like chingo, have chingo orders and I don't even know how to, where to put all this food or yeah, I don't have enough food. So I just do 50 plates max, which is good. Cause I charge 10 bucks per plate and that's, yeah. that's a $500. So it's a, it's a, it's good. From what I waste to what I make, this is a good profit. It's a good profit. My mom and my sister, obviously, I help. I like them and they help me a lot. But I try to make. Yeah. What, what's your What's your favorite plate to cook? I like the fried chicken. Like I was okay. like, I like it. That's when I went to New York in that southern place. Like I bought southern food is just really good to me. I really like southern. Food. It's like southern comforting food. Yeah, you're like you're like a vegan, values. I think. Nah, no. Nah, a, no. <laughs> I thought you was a vegan or something. Nah, you really no. good shape for like your age, bro. <laughs> I, need to, I need to start running and walking and still doing shit, bro. I'm fucking losing it. <laughs> uh, I'm not vegan. I've, I've gone like a week where I just eat like vegetables, but or fruits. Fruits. I think more fruits than anything. But nah, I'm not a vegan. I, I love carne, bro. Carne salad. <laughs> 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 I was trying to get my hands on some lamb chops this past weekend at the carneseria aquí, pero it was they didn't have. They only had the shoulder. And I wanted the the like expensive, bro. Like I was I, like last time I bought some, I bought like four pieces, like huge, like one inch thick, for like I think it was like six bucks, bro. It was cheap. It wasn't that expensive, man. I was like, man, I need to get one of those. And and my my daughter wants to try it because we watch a lot of the Master Chef shit. Mm, that's cool. Man, I want to try it. I want to try it. All right, let me let me try to get it for you. But I haven't been able to get it. 
One, th one thing I like to point out about you, bro, I like I like how you're very family oriented oriented. Is that element that shit motivates me a lot? Cause I mean, you're older than me, so I look up to the people who are older than me. I was gonna I was gonna show respect to people who are older than me. So and then I see you how you you with your family and you take your kids out to the park and that's fucking cool for real. Cause my dad used to take us to the park when we was little and I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm I came out alright or whatever. We came out pretty good. Yeah. So you taking care of your kids and. You know, being with your family and that shit's important for oh, yeah. for kids, and they see that, and they're gonna they're probably gonna grow up to be great people. You know, and that shit yeah, right. fucking dope motivates me. You know, when I have kids, hopefully one day you'll get it. I'll tell I'm I'm gonna try to be a, you know that type of dad. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I think uh, one of the main things for me is that my my parents taught me that like they would take us out to the park, and we didn't have that much money to go anywhere, but we they they make sure they make sure that we had fun at home or outside in, in the house, in the backyard, or taking us to the park, or to like little areas here in, in, in uh, Texas. Hey, I put out like uh, a wildlife gardener, or anything like that. We're, my mom and my dad always taught me like, a hey, family, your kids try to like make them have the best time ever, you know? So I carry that over with my kids, bro, and I, I, I make sure that I'm conscious of that because, I mean, we're in the grind, bro. Like we, we're always in the grind, but there's gotta be a time where it's just like about them and and you got to do what they got to do like they, they want to wrestle but almost a wrestle like my daughter wants to go on a on a, on a bike route on the bike cruise let's go we what we do is that we go on the bike and we'll jam out to music like and we're we're jamming out to music she's jamming out to her music i'm jamming out to my music we're on the bikes and just chilling and that's something that she likes likes to do now so we i mean i'm always doing things that they want to do to kind of like show them that you know it's all about them as well you know that's good because I look up to that boy. Like when I, if I ever get to be a father, you know, I want to be that type of dad, that good type of dad. You know, you know, there for the kids. And you know, I always tell my homies, I have like a couple of homies who have their kids. I have maybe one or two that actually with their big mama still. I have some that got big mama drama, pero. Pero este, I always tell them, I emphasize that a lot in my women, even if they're my friends. You know, it's like, would be a good dad, would be a fucking father to your kids, like be there for them, like no sé, I tell it. They're gonna, they're gonna grow up, and time's flying by. You know, everybody's wow, going. You're gonna, you're gonna miss those days. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna reflect on that shit. And you're gonna like, la calle. I wasn't there for my kids when I should have been. But like, I don't have any kids. But I look at that, and you know, shout out to my homeboy Ricky's real good dad. You know, he's always with his kids and shit like that. And I tell him, hey, wait, that's fucking cool, way. His little son, he's in, he's in one of the, one of our videos. He's like, Santo baby, yeah. Oh, that's a kid. That's a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's he's that's like that's hey, something, baby. Ah. <laughs> ah, <yeah>. That's his <laughs> thing. My homeboy's uh, he's be slick son, and we call him slick. And he's like, very, he's always wants to be around, and he asks a lot of questions. Like, hey, papi, what 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 big? And papi, where's big? And oh, and then he he he, he Rick, my homeboy Rick showed him the video of where on YouTube, right? And it's like, papi, how we how you here? How you here? <laughs> Little right? And he's like. How you get here? Like, come on, he, th he thinks we're like super famous or some shit. Cause yeah. we, which is cool. I think that's so cool. I have like little kid fans too. Like, there's people who like, um, they show me like, oh, look, my daughter likes your music. Look, she's. Uh, <laughs> I had this one and one and she's like, this is ch this is uh, one chick. Shout out to Michaela. That's her, the name of her daughter. But she has the. Um, she took a picture of me at, at a the the mom. She took a picture of me at a concert. She came. And then her daughter cropped her mom out, and she has just me <laughs> on her phone. And I'm like, "What the? She showed this to me. Look, she cropped me out." 
He's like, damn, that's kind of messed up, but still kind of. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, man, that's cool that I have like younger, younger fan base too, like a very young fan base. And I have little homies in high school and in middle school that listen to me too. That's good, man. Cool. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, yeah but the commandment a good day. Real, that shit is dope. That's that's a, not a lot of people do that, and I commend you for that shit for real. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I really, I'm very conscious of it. So, and I like to put it out there because that's me. You know, that's that's what I am. It was like. Uh, that's part of me not all of me but that's a very huge part of me and i, I know an that time flies bro and no time flies and when estos días ya no van a estar aquí i'm gonna be an old man and i want to make sure that they have those memories bro and i'm I'm recording them as we speak you know so that is yeah enjoy that shit for real hey man also one quick question before we wrap it up um where where can we find all your music and let's say you, you do have an instagram and a snapchat you want to share it right now so that the people who are listening can check you out and, and you know take their own listen on what what you have to offer, bro. And any any message you want to share with the listeners, bro? Um, well, if you want to listen to find my music, you can just go on Spotify. You can basically go on any platform and you'll find my music. You know, uh, Victor Sweet, right? The Sweet V I C T A S W W E T. You know, Victor Sweet and same, you know, if you just put Victor Sweet, you can even Google me. You can put, you, you Google me. My whole my whole platform comes out like I'm like if you put Victor Sweet in the correct way, that we you know the way I spelled it, you you'll find me. You find me on Instagram. You'll find me on Snapchat. You can find me anywhere. It's the and well, the only thing I got to say is just you know stay motivated and stay pursuing your dreams, chase your dreams. Exactly. You no, know, doesn't matter if it it's not come getting no money. You know, you rather be happy broke or you want to be rich and sad. You know, I'd rather be happy and broke. That's exactly. real talk. Real Even talk. At, you know, but in, but in due time, it'll that's that's gonna change. Cause I know I'm God. I got, you know, I got that with me. I got God with me. I got faith, and I got faith in myself that one day everything will change because I'm happy and I'm really, I'm really going for it. I'm really trying. You know, so if you try hard enough, you believe in yourself enough, you gonna manifest that manifest your destiny then think put put everything in positive in a positive aspect and you'll get there for real that's badass man beautiful beautiful words right there bro thank you. um so thank you for today's interview i know it's kind of lengthy i wasn't trying to go for that long but man we can go on for hours i'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, cool. I'm looking hey. forward to interviewing again maybe in the near future and um yeah man just i wish you nothing but blessings a lot of success health you know, love, happiness in your life, bro. And you keep on manifesting your dreams and working hard at it because I know you're a hard worker. And uh, just, I like the way you switch it up in your life. And I, I want to appreciate, uh, show, show you that love right now, bro, that you've been able to switch it up on your life. You could have had a different outlook in life. And now you've, you've actually, you're here and putting, you know, a great amount of positive energy into the, out there in the world for people to, for people to listen to and, and see and change minds, bro. So. Keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, thanks for coming out on the We Switch podcast and Infinite Talks. And uh, I'll let you know when we post those uh, episodes so that you can share with your friends, your family, and your listeners. But uh, yeah, man, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. This, is, this has been cool. This is my second interview of, that I've ever done ever. So, I mean, this means a lot to me, you know, get to be able to share my story with y'all. Y'all yeah. cool as fuck, you know. Like I said, they can stay. Um, it's sketchy from the neighborhood, so we, I, fuck, I fuck with y'all, and I just thank thankful for everything, you know. 
let me tell my story. Yeah, man. And, and you, you can check out We The Switch podcast on all audio, audio podcast platforms. You can also look it up on your anchor, uh, I mean, on your podcast icon on your phone and just check it out. Tell your friends to check out. The, we have 200 episodes, bro. 201, 202. So we've gone yeah. since two years ago and, and it's just a lot of evolving in our, in our podcast. So we're, this, this season is going to be a little bit different. That's why I'm, we're chopping it up and, and that's why I'm, I'm getting the uh, several specific questions where we're going to use those clips and once they come out i'll let you know look on episode one two and three you came out or episode six seven and four you came out and you'll be like oh check let me check those out or you can just check them all out all out and see what you you, you get out of it man. Get them up. Watch yeah. and then sure. you're gonna have this episode on infinite talks and it's gonna be a, the whole interview is gonna be there so people can check it out for sure this is this is cool man like for real i get to like express myself and i like express myself you know rapper exactly and i'm a real one i'm from Laredo, and i talk the way we talk we do what we do all right brother was uh have a great day man and like i said blessings to you and your fam and and keep on doing what you're doing bro stay good stay Thank blessed you. peace out and i'll be calling you later all right for sure i'll be out here no. all right brother that's that. Peace out.